Welcome to the latest edition of Seattle Nice. I'm David Hyde, joined as always with Erica C. Barnett of Publicola, political consultant Sandeep Kaushik, and we're going to jump right into the earth-shattering news this week. Uh, Sawant was moving on was the big news. We thought that was going to be about the biggest news we were going to get, like in January, February. And now, Teresa Mosqueda moving on to run for King County Council. Sandeep, you said, uh, will the last person to leave the Seattle City Council uh, turn out the lights? A crazy reference to uh, Seattle's past. You can Google it. But what are, you, what are you talking about here? I mean, she's like the the fifth person. It's a majority. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's really, uh, it, it, I think it's unprecedented. It's certainly unprecedented since I've been in Seattle and probably for quite a long while before that, that you would have in one election cycle, a majority of the council, five out of the nine members, um, uh, announcing that they, you know, intend or, or, or are leaving or intend or hope to leave the, the council. Um, so, uh, you know, I, that that certainly is noteworthy and uh, it portends we're, we're, we're going to have a very different council next year, obviously, since, you know, a more uh, very likely a majority of the council is going to be replaced. There's a possibility that if Teresa's not up for reelection this year because she's a citywide candidate. So it's possible that if she lost this race for the county seat that she would be back. But I think that's more likely than not. She's going to be successful in her in her bid for the county. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think that, you know, there's a couple things going on. Um, I mean, in addition to the stuff that we've talked about before with like the, just the general kind of toxicity of the council um, that's been meeting, you know, mostly by Zoom uh, for the last few years um, and, you know, abuse from the public and very low um, reputation of the city council. If you trust um, all the polls, Sundeep is always talking about. Uh, but in addition to all that, you know, I mean, I think a lot of uh, a lot of these council members are in their first term. Um, you know, Tammy Morales, uh, Dan Strauss, uh, Alex Peterson. And, you know, and I think that they're kind of feeling like this isn't what they signed up for. I mean, I was talking to Morales um, today. She announced she is running for reelection, you know, and she said, look, I thought I was going to be working on, you know, economic development and uh, equitable development and, you know, improving, uh, you know, affordability in the South End. And then, you know, there was this pandemic and, you know, uh, this reckoning over or partial reckoning, I would say, over police violence and uh, and, you know, and things just were completely different than I expected. And I think that that is, uh, that's probably hitting a lot of them, including uh, Dan Strauss, who hasn't said whether he's running for reelection or not. So yeah, I mean, I think that is, that is also a factor, as is the fact that we elect seven of these city council members all at the same time. And, you know, I, I think there's, you know, some truth in the idea that leaving is contagious a little bit. Um, and so, uh, so it's not, it's not surprising that, you know, when a couple announced, a whole bunch of them announced. Now, Deborah Juarez said years ago that she wasn't planning on running again. But, you know, there's there's a lot of instances where I think council members are, are just like, wow, this is not this is not the job I signed up for. Um, it was different than I thought. And it's not for me. Is that toxicity a factor, do you think, for Teresa Mosqueda? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. It was. I, I Look, uh, Teresa just got got reelected in um, in the November 2021 election. So and it was very clear in the run up to that election um, that uh, she was really unsure about whether she was going to even run for reelection. There was a lot of talk um, on the inside at that point that she was kind of for a while sort of 50-50 and maybe thinking um, she wouldn't even run again at that point. And it was because of the 
the you know as Erica mentioned the kind of the negativity and toxicity and the just sheer unpleasantness that elected officials face through the you know through 2020 and into 2021 well and dealing with Jenny Durkin I mean and that that was a factor that everybody on the council had to deal with and um you know and I think not being able to work with the mayor at all on like all these major issues was very very frustrating for everybody on the council yeah well and that factor is no longer there and I think they do work quite well with Bruce Harrell and I know that Teresa yeah. does so uh, Bruce Harrell who who um has uh, incidentally uh, endorsed her. Right. And similarly, I think a lot of them had some difficulties with the council president at the time, Lorena Gonzalez, who ended up running for mayor and losing, right? Um, there were definitely personality issues within the council. So toxicity is likely a factor, but why does why does Mosqueda say she's leaving? I'd love to answer that because I just got off the phone with her a couple hours ago. Um, and I know, David, you've talked to her today, too. Um so you're kind of being coy about what she told you. Tell me if this uh, this this, <laughs> That's this the aligns, job. because I assume she I assume that she is you know very on message. What she told me is um, that it wasn't so much being pushed out, feeling pushed out of the council, but being feeling pulled toward the county council. Um, to which I asked, well, if these are if you, if all the issues that you're excited about are county council issues, why didn't you run for the county council in the first place? And uh, she sort of evaded that question uh, deftly. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, she says she's interested in public health. She's interested in uh, transit, which the city doesn't really deal with, uh, in behavioral health, which is more of a county issue. Um, you know, I mean, I think I think it does seem like a good fit for her. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know that we'll ever <laughs> get the candid story uh, on the record from from uh, Mosqueda about, you know, the extent to which the um, the atmosphere at the council, you know, what was a factor. And I do think I think the atmosphere has changed a little bit. Um, but uh, but I do think that, you know, with this many people running, you can't say it's a great workplace. And when I say running, I mean, running away from it. <laughs> One of the questions I asked her is, you know, if, if you look at the county council and you look at the role of city government, the, the role of county government, it's like, what does the county do? The county does transit. The county does do public health, wastewater treatment. But it seems like the city is just a much more kind of vast entity in terms of all the things that it, it touches. How do people see it? And I don't really know the answer to this. Is it a step down? Is it a step up? Is it a set step sideways? Well, it depends on what your uh, it depends on what your vantage point is, right? Look, I, I, let me just put it bluntly: like I, the county is the butt end of government, right? I mean, it's sort of like you know a bunch of stuff that's important and necessary, but kind of on the boring side, you know, permitting, garbage collection. They do run the the election system, and these are things the city also does, <laughs> uh, and and and. And Metro and yeah, th- this idea that Dow Constantine well, just just canceled his Seattle know, nice yeah, subscription. Yeah, Dow's gonna Dow's gonna get <laughs> mad at me. I, I cut my teeth and you know that my stint in, in government was as doing communications for the then King County Executive Ron Sims, and so I did my a couple years at the county, and um, you know they do do important stuff, but it does the county elections, county uh, issues, county government doesn't get nearly the level of attention, right, um, that that city government does. And to some extent, that's probably, a, you know, a, a positive for a, a, for a candidate like Teresa, because a lot of that that attention uh, is, as we were saying, kind of negative. But the idea that Teresa's Teresa's, I will call it spin on this, that she is 
drawn the county government and that's that's just bullshit. I mean, come on, like like that's not real. Like like I you know, I I think she's, you know, might be a little bit on the board to tear side when she goes to the county, but that gets to the real reason why she's she's doing this. Aside from the from the toxicity of the city and I do think that's a real issue and she did almost not run in the last election. She's also she wants to wash the stink of the city council off herself because she has aspirations to hire government. And in that sense. Now, do you know this, Sandeep? You're stating this declaratively. I do. But do you have some inside I knowledge do. that this is the truth? Because that's a pretty strong statement. It is statement. a strong statement, but I do know that. I And I do know that her allies in the progressive left and particularly in progressive labor really want to see Teresa move on to higher office. They see her as a real champion for their issues and their and their people and whether it's statewide office or federal office in congress absolutely that's been talked about for the last several years as you know the great hope from from many of her most ardent backers and most most kind of politically powerful backers is that she will move on to you know, to, to a, a significant future positions, right? And, and that's never going to happen. You can't run from the Seattle City Council and get elected to a statewide office because the negative image of the city council will, uh, you know, kneecap anybody who, who tries it. And I think everybody in Teresa's camp knows that. So getting over to the county, even if maybe you're, you're less in the thick of it and less in the mix, it does help to get some of that, I'll call it the, 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 the stink of the city council offer. And then maybe from there, from the county, it certainly is possible to run for higher office. And King County Executive has been a launching off point for people running for governor or county council offices. You could run for a statewide position. There's been, there were rumors at one point that maybe if the insurance commissioner's position opens up, that Teresa might want to run for that. And offices like that, you're not going to be able to do that from the city council. Potentially you could from the county council. I, that And that is clearly a factor. Isn't she seen though as a relatively well-liked, talented council member who gets along with other people? Isn't that part of the reason why folks are backing her for higher office in the first place. So I'm skeptical, especially this word stink. It does seem really uh, a strong usage there. Look, <laughs> you know, I, mean, I don't even yeah, know what it means I mean, exactly. Uh, Seattle City Council is a dead-end political job, except for mayor. You could run for mayor. You, you're not running for anything else off the city council. In winning. I mean, maybe in the legislature. Yeah, I think, I think that that can also largely be said of uh, the King County Council, with the exception of, like you said, running for legislature. Um, that's been, you know, a path or that's happened, you know, either that way or in reverse. But, you know, I don't think county council is like this am- amazingly prominent job. You're talking about then hopscotching to, you know, this sort of grand plan to hopscotch over to county executive, which is going to have a lot of people interested in it. Um, and then somehow from there to, uh, to, to higher office. I mean, insurance commissioner, frankly, seems a lot more boring than King County Council. But, um, but, you know, I mean, I, I think that it, that it is, that we need to leave some room for possibility that people don't think in purely political terms a hundred thousand percent of the time. <laughs> and that, you know, maybe she is actually interested in some of these issues, which you seem to just dismiss as boring. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't think they're boring. I cover the county and, and honestly, like I've always said, if I could, um, if I could justify it and if I could get people to give a shit about it, that's, you know, I'd love to pay somebody to cover the county because I think it does get undercovered. And, you know, and, and crazy shit sometimes goes, goes down. Like, uh, they decide to put a big shelter, uh, expansion 
in Soto without asking people nearby and it blows up in Dow's face. So, you know, there's, there's interesting, there's interesting stuff happening at the County. And, um, and I talked to Teresa about that and, you know, she said that, that, you know, just, just as I kind of summarized, I mean, one of the big problems there was that she feels that the, um, the CID was not consulted and she would have, you know, really pushed for that consultation. She talked a lot about her identity, um, as a Latina, um, and, the fact that if she was elected to be only the fourth uh, person of color ever to serve on the King County Council. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I think I think there is a genuine interest there that I would not dismiss with saying, oh, she's just going to, you know, work out her Machiavellian plan <laughs> to, you know, over the next eight years become insurance commissioner or governor or whatever. Um so, you know, I mean, I think, I think, I think Teresa right. is genuinely, sure. I think she, Teresa is genuinely a policy wonk. She got a progressive tax passed, um, at, uh, city council and she certainly didn't just rest on her laurels and say, you know, uh, this, and put it on her resume and uh, forget about it. She fought for the spending plan to be adhered to year after year after year as mayors tried to dismantle it. So I think there's more there than you're, um, than you're giving her credit yeah, for. I, and I, I am being flip and a little bit glib about the county. I mean, obviously the county does lots of important stuff. And yes, uh, I think there's going to be opportunities for Teresa to do stuff at the county. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying she's just going to go there and kind of, you know, take a nap for four years. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of, I was, I'm also like, I, I am also overstating the case <laughs> for the sake of yeah, argument. Yeah. Um, but by and large, you know, the, the, the property, ta- the 1% property tax revenue, uh, cap that, that, um, that exists really has hamstrung county government and its growth more significantly, more impacted them much more significantly than it has the city. And so it's been hard at the county to kind of do big, new initiatives it's easier to do that kind of stuff at the city which is why it's easier to then generate attention and a word from our sponsor are you thinking about running for office i'm local political fundraising consultant gabe magic i help everyday people like you raise money to reach voters and get elected in city county and state races i prioritize candidates working towards racial economic and environmental justice I'll coach you through the discomforts of asking for money and tailor our strategies to best fit your skills. Together, we'll have fun and celebrate meeting financial goals. Reach out today to talk more about funding your winning campaign. If you want to get in touch with Gabe, you can find contact information for him wherever you get your podcasts. It's in our show notes. Gabe Magic, Magic Consulting. And if you, like Gabe, want to reach Seattle Nice's elite audience of political junkies, just contact us at Twitter. It's at RealSeattleNice at Twitter. How big of a deal is it that Teresa, in particular, might be leaving next year? I mean, I think it's a huge deal. Um, She has uh, sort of run the budget in in a way. I mean, and, and that is the big thing that the city council does every year is, you know, is approve a budget and make edits. And, you know, we she and I talked at length about some of the um, the boring seeming changes she's made that's just made it run a lot smoother um, and given the city council more of a say in what happens in the budget. Um, and, you know, I mean, and like I mentioned, every year she fights for jumpstart revenues not to be turned into, and that's the, you know, that's the payroll tax on big companies, not to be turned into a, a kind of slush fund for other priorities, you know, of the mayor or other council members. And without her there, you know, I do wonder who's going to who's going to be that voice. 
But I think overall, you know, she's also kind of, um, you know, she's very much um, to the left of some of the council, but um, she is also a conciliator and a collaborator. And she's somebody that everybody likes and gets along with, as Sandeep mentioned, you know, and that is really important on the council. It can be often be very fractious. Um, there are snippy little, you know, comments that get made during council meetings uh, that reflect, you know, larger conflicts between council members. And I think having somebody there who can kind of calm those waters a little bit and who has some experience on the council is really, really important. And that gets to the whole issue with having so many people leaving the council all at once. Uh, you know, if you don't have any, it's not just institutional knowledge, it's also, you know, Who's going to be, you know, who's who's going to be the I hate to use that term grown up, but who's going to be the person who, you know, can kind of get everybody together and talking instead of sniping at each other. Teresa's a a, a charismatic, um, very likable uh, uh, person. I'm a I'm I'm personally a fan of hers. I supported her when she ran in in, in 2021, even though we don't, uh, you know. Uh, see eye to eye on some things politically, but I, I, I would not say that this last budget process, and she has run the budget over the last, you know, couple of cycles and so has played a very significant role on the, on the city council, but I would not say this last budget cycle went all that smoothly internally. There were some pretty bruising, um, psychological, you know, uh, fights and, 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 and interpersonal conflicts. That happened in this last budget cycle that I think everyone came out of on, on either side of it, whether you're, you know, kind of Sarah Nelson and Alex Peterson, who were on one side of it, uh, um, or, you know, Teresa, uh, who was largely on the other side of it. Um, well, I would say Alex Peterson and Sarah Nelson were on the, you know, outrageous demands side of it. And Teresa was on well, the we only have enough uh, money, this much money. Of, side of, of it. course you would. But, of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dog bites man, right? <laughs> yeah, Erica I mean, Barnett side with Teresa Mosqueda. You know, I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and, and Sandeep sides with massive spending increases for uh-huh. you know for stuff uh, that was never on the agenda. Uh, uh, anyway, before. I do think that psychologically, all of them, Teresa included, is my understanding, came out you know feeling um, feeling not so great about how that, that process went. And uh, someone close to Teresa said that was, you know, that, that, that feeling that, you know, it's not that much fun these days to be on the Seattle city council and hasn't been for a while um, for various reasons uh, was definitely a factor in, in her thinking about moving on. So it's not just, yeah, Machiavellian, it's not just Machiavellian ambition. It's not just sort of the, the, the bizarro freak out of 2020 and the toxicity that came out of that, but it's sort of, um, uh, but, but, but there are some more, more, more recent issues that continue to, you know, make everybody kind of a little bit sour. Erica, the last word goes to you this week. Um, what do you think it all means? <laughs> <laughs> I think it means that, uh, you know, uh, people on the city council, uh, you know, maybe have discovered that it isn't as fun and rewarding as they expected. And yet, uh, we're still going to have dozens and dozens of people, uh, seeking these jobs, uh, even after, a majority of the council has said that they want to leave. So I believe it was right <laughs> around 50 who ran um, back in whatever it would have been, 2019. Do you think we're going to go, we're going to beat the record of, of, of 50 council candidates this time? Uh, Erica C. Barnett. I think we'll go to 70. No way. Seven I, zero, I, I, I actually, I actually, yeah, I, I will say I, I significantly disagree with that. I think it's actually really hard to get people to run right now. 
40 candidates? Yeah, give, give a number. Uh, out of uh, uh, the seven seats, I would say... Yeah. How many candidates? How many candidates? About 50. Do I have 50 to count all the fringe weird everybody who finds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, of course. Uh, there's a, there's yeah. always a bunch of like... Sadiq, you're hemming 30, and hawing. I 30. just did seven times 10 on my... Uh, on my... I'm going to do I'm gonna do my McLaughlin group. Wrong! You're both wrong! <laughs> yeah. Correct answer, 47.2. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in for yet another scintillating edition of Seattle Nice. I it was really an emergency edition, right? Because it's a thing. We, we are, we are. <laughs> it is, except for we can't break <laughs> it. We can't break it. Just it's the embargo edition. The latest emergency um, edition, yeah. I'm David Hyde. She's Erica Barnett. He's Sadib Kashik. Oh, Patreon. Folks have been actually donating to our Patreon account. So those who have been doing it, thank you so much. And for those who haven't had a chance yet, please consider it. We're, it's, it's just Seattle Nice at Patreon. Thank you so much for listening.